0: Hello, everybody. My name is Griffin, and welcome back to another broadcast of the Griffin Orton Radio Show. It is your Wednesday episode. It is Wednesday today, and uh, it's the week's almost over. That's all I can say. I'm really uh, needing a, a weekend, a good weekend, and I don't know. I just need some time to, you know, go to my my places and just relax for a little bit. You know, just be out in nature or something like that. I really think I need something like that. I really do. Because it's been, uh, it's just been kind of messy recently. Not necessarily like super messy, but it's been small things piling on top of each other. And eventually that stuff does get to you. Um, But that's okay. You know, that's life. That's the way life is sometimes. And as long as you keep moving. You know, you, ain't really have, you don't really have much to worry about. Um, but sometimes you do need to steal away for a while and get away from all the madness. There's plenty of it. I mean, there's no shortage of madness today, you know. No shortage. No shortage whatsoever. Um, a couple days ago, what is today? I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Um, <clears throat> on the uh, TV in the break room, there was a show, uh, a documentary, I should say, uh, going on about, you know, women's uh, history and, 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 you know, being allowed to play sports, you know, just like guys. And I I didn't get to see a lot of it because it had just come on. And, it uh, you know, I was already into like the last hour of me leaving and I have some small stuff to take care of before I do that, before I do leave. But for those parts that I did catch, it was kind of interesting to see some, you know, historical figures who were like um, some of the first, like literally the first people to ever the first people, first women <laughs> to, you know, actually be allowed to play sports. It's actually really cool um, to have those women actually on there and speak. And that just goes to show you because the fact that they're still alive shows you how just how not how long ago that was. It was not that long ago that women were not allowed to play sports because there are people that are still alive today that remember those days growing up where women were not allowed to play sports, you know. Um, and I that's that's amazing. It's kind of scary, but that's amazing in the historical sense. I'm glad they got to see the day where, you know, women are, women's sports are being broadcast on television and they're are actually being celebrated, you know, parades and stuff like this. You know, they're allowed on social media. They're, you know, allowed to celebrate like crazy, you know, and they actually have championships that mean something. You know, the WNBA, honestly, has been picking up, you know, a lot in the last five years. It's actually been getting more attention. You know, softball has been getting – softball, I think softball, honestly, has been getting a lot of attention over the past decade. You know, it's always one of those sports that kind of hangs in there. It doesn't really ever go away. It hangs in there. Um, but other women's sports, uh, you know, football, uh, soccer, I mean, uh, has, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a thing. It's been here. Uh, and swimming, tennis, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to see the evolution of how these sports are now, you know, how there are, like, now there are full-on women teams. There are whole, you know, divisions. There are whole leagues full of women who can actually play sports now because I, and I think back to those times because they, they showed it like all women thought about was you know being a stay at home mom and that's it you know getting married and taking care of the household that was it women weren't really allowed the opportunity often to dream of doing something else you know women were denied you know education going to college like college admissions they weren't allowed that stuff they would get denied while all the males around them got accepted. I mean, all of them, you know, and I don't know. And that, 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 that had to have been frustrating to some women. I know others. It's just like, cause there's just like, there's other people in this society where they just kind of go along with stuff. They just accept the fact that something's changed and that they, and okay, some women, some women accepted the fact that, you know, okay, I guess I'll be a housewife. And moved on, and they didn't make a big fuss about it. Others, well, others did make a fuss about, big fuss about it, Um, because I guess not, not everybody didn't want to have that. Everybody didn't have that dream of becoming a professional athlete, you know. And I guess that's an interesting perspective too. Is the woman in those days, or the young lady in those days, like some that actually legitimately dreamed of becoming a housewife, you know, and not having to work um because they don't you know because they, they they see how hard some work is and they're just like ah, I don't want to do that I want to see, it. I want to be a housewife. Well, there are there are people there are women right now today, you know, trying to be housewives. <laughs> so but I have I have a lot of respect for those women who paved the way for uh women's sports um, and you know, and, and then of course, advocate, those who advocated for people of color in allowed in people women of color allowed in women's sports because at first, obviously, it was only 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 whites, only whites, um, and I've stopped saying um, Caucasians because that has a different meaning. I know in the states, it obviously we we would use that to refer to white people. But that does have a different meaning elsewhere, because I did read a story about um, about that. I was like, "Oh, that's sad." So I'm just gonna say white from now on, just to kind of avoid any issues, because we do have listeners from all around the world, and I know, sure, I'm sure some of you from those other countries will understand what I'm talking about. Um, so Caucasian is not really gonna be a thing here anymore for the sake of keeping everything, you know, smooth, uh, but, you know, yeah, for, it was, it was whites only, you know, here, here, here in America, it was whites only. And, you know, for those who advocated for, you know, people of color or women of color, I should say, sorry, women of color to be, you know, included in that kind of thing. Also, you know, a ton of respect for those, for those women. Um, because, I mean, women's sports aren't boring. Anybody who convinces you of that just, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm like, do you not like women or what's going on here? Because their sports are just as interesting. Personally, me, I like women's golf. I just like golf in general. It's not, <coughs> really got nothing to do with the women and just more just to do with the sport. I like, you know, I like golf. So, saying man or woman hit a good shot and just playing, you know, a good game or a good round of golf is... Honestly pretty nice in my opinion. I like seeing that. It's relaxing. For me it's relaxing. For everybody else it's just kinda of strange. But yeah, no. There's people that are just like women's sports are boring. I'm like, but why? Why why do you think that? You know, why do you why do you say that? What makes you say that? Because, you know, people can have those opinions and whatnot, and there's nothing wrong with that if you think it's boring because it's not guys. Because I I I will say that in some aspect the women do lack some of the explosiveness that you know the, the male sports do have sometimes sometimes not all the times but I don't know I don't know what it is because they're still giving just as much effort you know they're still putting in maximum effort individually and as a team or whatever you know they, they're still putting in just as much effort so I don't know what it is sometimes about it maybe it's just I'm so used to seeing guys you know as a guy um and someone who's played you know sports like i have i don't know there's so there's just that little little small difference between the two um but it's still like with women's like with women's basketball women the, the WNBA, like you're not catching women you dunk you're, you're not you're not the women don't dunk because they just they probably can't or whatever i don't know something about the rim height i forget but they can not and it's less explosive and less you know there's there's less highlights in that area than there are for you know male sports because male sports you know you got even in the nba just the nba in general you just, you got the whole dunk contest that's a whole contest it's a special event within the year you know that occurs you know, outside of regular games but even within games you have you know all these breakaway dunks, and, and such, and it's like, oh man, that's pretty explosive, that's pretty epic, people like seeing the basketball dunked, you know, because it's an explosive, and, you know, and I wouldn't say extreme, but it is an explosive movement, something that does happen, you know, sometimes unexpectedly, it's like, oh man, it's a really powerful move, you know, um, and the WNBA just does not have that aspect to it, um, Because it's all just a lot of layups and, you know, twos and three-pointers and whatnot. You know, it's all just a bunch of regular shots that the men also have. So in that sense, they're equal. But I think it's it's that one small element that's missing, I think, that a lot of people are turned off by. And I get it. Whatever. Um, Women's... Sorry, just softball. Softball this year actually was extremely explosive, I think it was one of the, it was college. Uh, One of the teams actually had been extremely dominant and they said more dominant in that season than any other team in any other sport, you know, that this year. So that was cool to hear the fact like male, female, doesn't matter. They just said any other team in any other sport this year has not been as dominant as that team had been. Um, And that was pretty cool to hear, you know, Um, I don't really mind watching softball, like, it's, it's still, there's still some intense plays, you know, when it comes to baseball or softball, there still can be intense plays. Um, Obviously, it's something I watch on TV, it's not something I would ever, like, I don't even, I don't like going to baseball games, I hate going to baseball games, because the game is so slow, and it's not my type of game, it's not my type of game, it's supposed to be slow, As from what I've heard, it's supposed to be slow, and... You know, I'm like, okay, cool. That's that's fine. That if that's what it's supposed to be, but as a also, this is funny because I play golf, um, and, I, and I love golf. I love it. Um, but golf also has golf. Also, golf also has a decent pacing because if you don't know, golf isn't extremely extremely slow. It's actually a lot faster than you think it is if you're playing because you have a pace to keep because you have people behind you you're not trying to hold up and you're just not trying to hold up the entire round of the group that you're with so you you know you 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 make a good walk or drive to your ball find where your ball is pick a club you know because you're thinking about your shot the entire time you know up until it's actually time to take your shot so you're thinking about what you're going to do right so it makes it quicker when you approach the ball you can you know take your shot Move on to the next. Some shots do take a little bit more concentration because they do take a little bit more skill, but other than that, golf does have a pace of play rule. Um, at least they did when I was playing competitively in high school. There, there was a pace of play; we had to keep it moving. Um, and sometimes, well, I mean, I guess that's because of the weather, but I would end up sweating definitely um, because you just have to keep got to keep it moving. You can't stay in one place for too long. Oh boy! But that was interesting, you know. Mad, mad respect to all the women out out there who are still alive who um, paved the way for women's sports to be what it is today. Because <coughs> it definitely is in a different place um, today. It definitely, it definitely is in a different place today. And I think it's in a better place today. You know, it's got a lot more attention. And I, I, I like to see that. I really do. So what I was actually going to go over today is um, a bit of now uh, some Reddit stuff. This, this one I, I had to I had to go over because this one's important. This one is very important, because I think there are some adults that still need to learn this lesson as well. So this is an, am I the douchebag story? Um, and the title is, am I the douchebag for refusing to go to my daughter's graduation ceremony? The story goes, this female, this, this woman is, she's in her forties. Um, she has a daughter who's 18 who will call B when she was younger. Her father broke up. Uh, oh, sorry. The, the parents broke up before she was born. Um, and he was very involved in her life, and she was admittedly a dad's girl. But this all changed when she turned 8 and he got married. He barely called and just abandoned her for his new family. This, obviously, uh, this was obviously hard on her, and she rebelled a lot. But she went to therapy and seemed good. B has not seen him since she was 12, and he speaks to her maybe 3 times a year maximum. When he calls, she believes he is now back in her life for good. Then he ghosts her for the remainder of the year. This being said, B and I have a great relationship. We do everything together. She even refers to me as her best friend, so I'd say we have a good relationship. Recently was her graduation and I was excited. But then she came to me a week before and told me she was going to she is going to invite her dad and his son to And because her dad doesn't want to see me, I can't come. B told me that the only way that was the only way he was going to go. I angrily told her I felt betrayed and won't forgive her for this. She just told me I have been there for many of her milestones and she wants her father to experience some too. Things got heated and we argued. Um. The night before her graduation, I pleaded with her, but she ignored me when I spoke. And I said, and, I, and only said, "I'm sorry, but I'm not changing my mind." I left and cried until my sister offered to take me out during the graduation to take my mind off of it, and I agreed. I woke up the next morning to my daughter bawling her eyes out. I looked at the time and realized the ceremony starts in five minutes. I asked B why she hadn't, why she hasn't left yet. B then tells me her father ditched her and isn't answering anymore. I hug her and tell her to make the most of her graduation. She looked shocked and asks if I'm not going to the ceremony now uh, her father isn't anymore and how it'll be embarrassing to be the only one there without parents. I told told her I'm sorry uh, that I already had plans. She then screamed and called me a bad mom. I apologized once again and got ready to meet my sister. I chose not to go because I felt betrayed and wanted to teach her, uh, teach her actions have consequences, even if it broke me that I didn't go. Since B returned, she hasn't spoken a word to me, and she looks depressed and she's like she's been crying for ages. I'm starting to regret not going. My sister says I did the right thing, but one of the moms at my daughter's school says she was depressed at graduation, and now I feel bad that I ruined what was supposed to be a day to remember because I wanted to teach my daughter a lesson. So, am I the douchebag? First of all, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, she's not. Because that is a great lesson to teach your children. The people that are there for you are not to be taken advantage of and not to be taken for granted. They're not. Because at some point in time, this level of betrayal is going to be, you're going to reap what you sow at some point, and they're not going to be there for you. Because you ditched them. You chose someone else over somebody who's consistent in your life for someone who maybe will contact you a few times a year and then completely ignores you. This is a pattern. This is a pattern. This isn't the first time this has happened, but this is a pattern that happens with her dad. I can understand the being hopeful that maybe he'll turn around someday, but you, at some point you got to accept reality and be like, hey, my mom's here and I know she'll actually be there. You know, would I, would I want this versus taking a chance on my dad who probably won't, who may not show up because he only contacts me by phone call, not even an actual in-person visit. This is not like, oh, he visits three times a year in person, but no, he just calls, contacts by phone. So, no. That is her own fault. That is a lesson she's got to understand is not to betray the people who actually are there for her consistently and actually show her all that unconditional love. Even in, uh, even like I still think the mother did, made a loving decision because it's a hard decision, but love is hard sometimes. Love ain't always easy. Love is teaching the hard lessons, teaching that, yeah, your actions have consequences. Okay, you chose somebody else over me. That's not my problem that that person did not show up. That is your problem. You should have chosen better. You had the option to choose your mom way before that. That's your, that is your fault. And you got to live with the consequences. Um, there's an update apparently on this page here. I'm going to read the, um, one of the decisions from the other people on the original post, but I'm going to read this update first. I don't think I'm a bad mom for, for this one thing. And I accept the judgments and have read everything. To answer your question, B goes to therapy, and this isn't the first time um, B has ditched me for her dad. She's she's been doing it for 10 years. This is the first time I have said no to her after her father, uh, after her father abandoned her. I have, asked, I have asked her therapist if B is being manipulated, and she said no. Based on B and her father's messages, and my daughter is just grasping onto a reality that isn't there. Uh, I went to my daughter and apologized for not going to her graduation. I also explained that it is not a nice feeling to be left out, and I feel underappreciated. Also, this is fine to her, for her to want her father there for her, but I should too. I guess I should be there too. Uh, B told me that she's sorry things ended this way and that she loves me, uh, hugged me, and wants things to go back to normal. And then she acted like, okay, acted like a douchebag. I told her, nevertheless, oh, she's saying that she acted like a douchebag, okay. Sorry, my brain didn't figure that out. Uh, I told her, nevertheless, I should have been there, and if I could do this all over again, I would have gone. Honestly, I said this as I thought she now knew her dad can't be trusted, and I felt for her. Then I asked her if she regretted uninviting me in the first place, and unsurprisingly, she said no. This hurt me, but I figured it was because I didn't go, so it was understandable. But no, she continued saying that it was probably the Probably best that I didn't go, because she would have been more miserable, as she would have preferred her dad to be there anyway. Jeezums, girl. Uh, then I got pissed. I didn't, I didn't show it. I told her my feelings were hurt, especially since I've been there for her. And she said she always, she's always going to want her dad there for her big moments. I asked, even at the expense of me knowing, uh, and knowing he most likely won't show and she replied, I mean, if I have to make sacrifices, I'm going to have my dad there, even though he's not there ever. I repeated the question as she seemed to be swerving it, but she just shrugged and went on her phone. I told her not to expect everyone to apologize and turn a blind eye when she doesn't value them in the real world. And I also said, knowing how she feels, don't expect another apology from me, and this is the last time I'm doing this. She looked uh, teary-eyed but I left. I don't know how other parents do this. I know her father is going to keep abandoning her, and honestly, I'm at my limit. And, I didn't, and if I didn't know whether I was wrong or not before, I definitely know I was, I was right in not going. I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash uh, saying this, but I'm bitter and angry. I understand wanting her dad there but I should be on the same level of importance as him. I'm still going to be there for her when he inevitably ditches her again. But if this behavior carries on to her next graduation or wedding day, I can't say that I'll be up that apologetic to her. I should have just listened to not the douchebag. Somebody says potentially consider getting yourself therapy, even temporarily. Uh, I've I've I'd had a heart I've had a hard time. Uh, getting the getting past this from my own daughter I'm sorry the situation is a part of your life right now um, yeah she she the daughter really is grasping on to something that isn't there I don't know why she really believes so hard that her father is going to be there when he inevitably ha- like when he just clearly consistently has not been there he just hasn't you know i I don't. I don't get that. I I don't get that. That's not something that I um. That's not something that I get. I don't I don't I got nothing for that. I'm not a therapist so I don't understand that the um the thought process behind that. I really don't. That seems to be just a bit, a lot, you know, just really silly in the decisions of a of an immature team who doesn't know what the heck the real world is about. That that's just a naive team who really doesn't know what is going to happen if she keeps relying on someone like this, someone who clearly shows you signs of being untrustworthy and being unreliable. Why would you keep relying on somebody who clearly shows you that they're not reliable? They're not somebody to be trusted there is no point into, there's no point to it, like, you're just gonna end up, you know, keep, you're just gonna keep, end up, you know, getting hurt, consistently, constantly, forever and always, as long as you let this person, you know, come back every now and then when they want to, because that's pretty much all he does, he just comes back when he feels like it, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's right, I have another daughter, <laughs> I guess I should just check in on her, like, How sad is that to be like, how tough that must be as a parent to, to witness your child do that and hurt them and get themselves hurt constantly. And there's nothing you can do because they won't listen to you. The one that is actually there, you know, like, yeah, no, your father can't be trusted. You know, like, Hey, don't stick, you know, Hey, don't don't go, you know, messing with that. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. Don't play with fire. This fire is hot, and it's going to burn you. You know, you could tell tell a person that as much as you want, but if they keep going back to that fire and keep getting burnt, you know, at some point, maybe they'll learn. You know, maybe enough third degree or however many degree burns will uh, teach them a lesson. Maybe not. Some people never learn. Some people literally never learn, and that is just a psychological cycle that they stay in for their lives. Like that's just it for them. They just will forever be in this cycle of hurt and always cry about it. And at some point I, you know, you just stop feeling bad. I would stop feeling bad. Cause I'm like, you do this to yourself all the freaking time. Like I've known people who go to date certain types of people and it's like, they always end up hurting. I'm like, yeah, you, and you wonder why you like, why did nobody like me? Like, and then you know, these are the people that just—it's—it's it's pity party all the time. But I'm like, you did this to yourself. I have no pity for you. I have no sympathy for you, because you did this to yourself. I stopped caring. Like at some point, I—I I honestly stopped caring. Like I don't stop loving the person, but I stop caring that they hurt, that they're hurting, because I'm like, you keep doing this to yourself. You keep hurting yourself. Have fun. You know, at some point, I'm like, okay, you have fun. I'm—I'm I'm done talking about this. I'm done warning you about this. You want to keep hurting yourself? Okay. At some point, I let go. I don't keep trying. I'm not one of those people who just endlessly tries. Nope, if you don't see it now, after I've warned you a few times, I'm, you're good. I've had fun, have fun. You know, I hope you keep getting these same consequences because it hopefully it will eventually show you that, hey. You know, this is like, this isn't good for you. Um, the daughter is waiting up for her dad to show her how much he cares not realizing that he's shown her many many times he does not give a crap about her the mother is not the douchebag i feel so bad for her she deserves so much more appreciation her daughter is mistreating her and op needs to put it up uh, needs to put up with it either So I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I don't get it. Like she really is just grasping onto something that's just not there. Like she literally got ditched on one of her big days on her graduation for high school. And she got hurt really bad. And then, you know, she got quote unquote, I'm not going to say double hurt, but she got double hurt because, you know, her mom didn't come. But I'm like, if you, if I'm a person who's there for you all the time and you keep not really showing me a proper appreciation You know, I'm going to stop being there for you. I'm going to stop showing up. I'm going to stop helping you out. I'm going to stop being that shoulder for you to cry on because you went and chose somebody else over me, somebody else who you knew was not good for you, somebody else who you can tell clearly. There is physical evidence everywhere. There's very empirical evidence. There's just undeniable proof that this person does not want to be around you. But you want to keep going back and getting yourself hurt. Go ahead have fun i feel so bad for this mom i i just i can't fathom having a freaking daughter like this or a child like this in general because i would lose my mind i i would literally shout out to him and be like you know what you want to keep going you know playing with fire and keep getting burned fine have fun but don't come crying to me because i'm not going to feel sorry for you anymore i'm done You've had your opportunities, you've been shown what this person is really like, you've been shown that this person does not want to be in your life, and does not want to care about you, but hey, keep pretending like they really do, keep pretending like they will one day, like they'll wake up suddenly, you know, I I would be so heartbroken and so torn apart by this, there's no freaking way I'd be able to continue being a parent to this this kid, to this kid, there's no way, I would have to, obviously, for legal reasons, but, like, there's no way I would just be able to keep up with this, these shenanigans, I'd be like, nope, hey, listen, you're on your own, in that sense, you want to invite me to something, I'll be happy to come along, but I'm not going to be, keep playing second fiddle to somebody who doesn't, who's not there for you, and as someone who's always been there for you, providing for you, and, and actually being friendly, and, and nurturing you, cool, yeah, go choose someone who hasn't been there, who left you and me, and has proved time and time again that he does not want to be there for you physically, not even over the phone, he doesn't want to be there for you. He calls you a couple times a year, and you still choose that, that inconsistency over somebody who is consistently here for you. Man. Somebody said the B needs to, get, needs to get a reality check, honestly. She's been getting reality checks, but she's just been ignoring them. I, this, this false hope and this, like, and I feel bad for the teen, you know, and, and the OP, the mom, because, you know, they're both suffering in this situation. The kid's suffering, and she doesn't even realize it, how bad she's suffering. She doesn't even realize how bad she has it right now. She's just like, La da I wish my hope my dad shows up. She's gonna invite her dad to her wedding, I'm sure, and dad's not gonna freaking be there. You know, she may go to college and have that kind of graduation, be like, I'm gonna invite my dad, Dad's not gonna be there. You know? You're gonna invite your dad to freaking hold your baby for the first time. If you have a baby, guess what? Dad's not gonna ever show up. Because at some point he does stop answering her calls and ignores her so that is a deliberate effort to not be in contact with her that's another lesson b absolutely needs to learn that people who are loving and stable in your life are treasures not backups you can't treat them badly and expect without the relationship uh being damaged or ending although b seems to be in a fantasy about her relationships with other people for a long time yeah that just seems to be the case it just really sucks took for granted someone who had always been there for someone who's never going to be. We never know what you have until you lose it. Or she might have known what she has. She just never thought she'd lose it. Man, I'm telling you, don't, don't, don't you ever mess with the people in your life who have been patient and consistent with you. Those who have continuously been there Don't you dare ditch them for someone who's not been consistent in your life whatsoever and not shown the serious care that the other people have, the ones who have been there. You know, I I do think they should maybe invest in a different therapist because. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a different therapist probably wouldn't even work. You know, in this case, I don't know. A therapist can only do so much. If a person is continuously just being stubborn and and, and not, you know, realizing something on their own, therapy therapy won't help you. If you're not willing to open up, therapy is not going to help you. You know, just like you, like... If this person's being stubborn, therapy's not going to help you. Just like as a personal trainer, a client can come to me all they want, you know, talking about how they want to lose weight, and I can give them a plan, but if they continuously ignore my plan, ignore my routines, ignore, you know, everything that I give them, they want, They aren't going to lose weight, you know. They can come back to me and complain and be like, uh, blah, 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 I want my money back, I didn't lose any weight. Well, you haven't been following my plans and listening to me. You know, the person who you hire to help you lose weight, like, no, I can't help you if you aren't listening to me. I can't help you if you aren't opening yourself up to what I have to say as a professional. I'm not talking about personal opinions, but just as a professional. Um, this is, this is, this is sad. How to be spiteful. Oh my goodness. Some some comments are stupid, but oh man, this I I feel bad. And someone says that them not, the, the, the that the mom not allowing her uh, daughter to face the consequences earlier in life <clears throat> led to this kind of thinking. And I don't know, I can't say whether that's true or not. Um, I do have to say that there is a certain amount of patience a parent should have with their kid. Uh, I do think, yeah, there should be plenty of opportunities listed before the final strike comes, you know. That, that's part of, you know, being, having that unconditional love as a parent, is just, yeah, sometimes opportunity, opportunity, opportunity after opportunity needs to be given, because sometimes kids sometimes can be a little bit slow with learning stuff, teens especially learning life lessons, they can be a little bit slow about that stuff, because as much as teens think they know, and as much as teens think they'll, you know, be able to really swim so easily in the adult life, sometimes they need to have a hard lesson, on, you know, on, you know, on the fact that, hey, yeah, you won't really be able to, uh, swim as, as good as you thought you could. Uh, but I, yeah, no. Honestly, I, I, as a parent, I'd be, I'd be pretty pissed off in that situation. Like, oh, so I'm just a backup parent, huh? Okay. Well, this backup parent's going to take a backseat to anything else you got going on. And let your father, like, let, let your father come in and provide all that you need And since I'm the backup, you know, you call me every now and then, right? I'll call. I'll be the one to call you every now and then, and interact with you rarely, and maybe possibly, probably not show up, you know? Because that's how a backup parent—that's what a backup parent honestly really is. Like it's somebody who's not actually there. So I'll take on that role of backup parent. I'd be too. I'd be. I'd be too vindictive. uh, Sorry. Too vengeful as a freaking and too spiteful as a as a parent like that. Man, I uh, man, I can't be a parent right now. I definitely can't, maybe in the future, but that's, that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff I would do. I'm like, I'm sorry, but like you, you know, like you had this coming, you earned this. Like some people earn their punishments. They earn the things that happened to them. And it's like, I can't help you. You were terrible to me. And though I still love you because you're my child, you know, and we spent a lot of time together and I value that, uh, you have royally messed up. And it's time for you to face the consequences of your actions because parents who spare their children the consequences now are going to. They're raising terrible human beings. Because we have a generation of children and youth right now that don't understand consequences and they're doing such horrid things, you know, resulting in other people offing themselves, you know. So, uh. I'm just saying there 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 are people out there that don't understand consequences people that are not afraid of authority not necessarily afraid but not afraid isn't like ooh he's going to beat me up kind of afraid but afraid isn't like it's a it's a fearful respect it's like it's a respect it's like hey this person has authority over me and can absolutely affect my future kids don't have any sense of consequence anymore they just do whatever you know because too many parents have coddled their children and avoided actually letting them experience severe and real consequences when they did something wrong you know if I ever become a parent I'm no you get to you get to fully experience the consequences of your actions I'm like you, you're going to understand you know the scale because like different situations have you know a different scale of you know danger and consequence you know sometimes the consequences are small based on your actions sometimes the consequences are huge like hey you think you can just show up to work whenever you want to no it's going to result in you being homeless i don't like i don't like seeing adults learn these things late in life when they get to be my age it's too late at for some for some lessons it's too late to be learning them at this age you know you should be on to different lessons at this age more advanced stuff you shouldn't be learning stuff that a high schooler should know you know you shouldn't be learning stuff that even an eighth grader could pick up and a seventh grader could pick up you know You should be learning consequences and act, you know, consequences of, of your actions of you know being a young adult while you're a young adult. You know, you shouldn't be learning that stuff in your thirties and forties and whatnot. So that's all I got to say about it. That's all I got to say about it. It just it's, it's a rough, stupid situation, um, and I, I hope that the mom does, and I hope that the daughter does wake. I hope the daughter wakes up. And realizes this before it's way too late because once she moves out you know there is a chance the mother could absolutely cut her out you know as tough as that may be the mom may make a decision like that some people some people's parents do because it's that tough because their kids are that crappy to them you know i'm like hey man that's I'm like hey Especially when this parent has been good to you. I can understand maybe if it's an abusive parent, but no, this parent has been good to you, has been actually good to you. Even the fact that the daughter even considered her, her mother, her best friend, you know, legitimately. wasn't something the mother forced her to say. It's like, oh, that's nice. You know, that's a nice compliment. But considering how she treats her, it's like, "Mm, I would never, you should never treat your best friend like that because they won't be your best friend for very long. But hopefully, but what do you guys think about that, huh? What do you guys think about this whole situation? Let me know. It'll be, uh, there'll be a Q&A or something up in the, uh, description or something. I don't remember where, I don't know where these go. Hopefully it'll pop up, but thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Remember, it love patient. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.